everybody? Um, <clears throat> when we look around, we see shadows of sadness, families who have lost loved ones, people in prison, people who are isolated and feel on their own. When we look around, we see shadows of grief, people dreading the holidays because of painful memories or because they don't want to spend another Christmas alone. In the face of sadness, we light a candle of joy. In the face of grief, in the face of loss, we light a candle of joy. May the light from this candle overwhelm the world. May the light from this candle say to all that God's joy is coming on earth as it already is in heaven. Friends, be not afraid. God's joy is at hand. Our, <laughs> Our reading today is from Matthew 17, 1 through 13. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brothers John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He replied, Elijah is indeed coming and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him. But they did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man is about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. How, how are you guys doing? We are getting so close to Christmas. I have loved hearing like the Christmas songs, the choir. I've been able to uh, sit in on the, uh, the rehearsals. It doesn't even sound like a rehearsal. It sounds just like professional singers out there just belting it out. And it's just phenomenal. It's wonderful. You guys are so talented. Um, I, I wish I could sing, but I, I am grateful that I get to sit in a place and, and listen. It, it was kind of, it's a worshipful thing for me. And I'm, Will, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, if you uh, want to hear it, just come Sunday and, and listen and just be part of it. I, I want to welcome you to that. But there are some things when we get ready for, for Christmas, though, that we start to get a little bit... Uh, People, you go to the stores and you can almost feel it, the, the anxiety, you know. I, I walked into the store yesterday, and uh, it was over here at Super Saver, but I parked here in honor of you, Julia. So I, but um, I just saw this, this young couple, and they were looking at their phone, and uh, it was obvious that they, they had a recipe on it, and they're just staring at green beans. And they're just trying to decide which cut of green beans goes with this. And they were just looking lost and just everything like that. And um, a lot of us, we feel that way as we get close because 
it's, it's another one of those holidays that we have like company over and all of that kind of stuff, you know, and you want to make your house look perfect. And you, you work on the decorations and everything. And I know I, sp I spoke to you and you said that you put the decorations up and the wind keeps arguing with the decorations and everything. So it's one of those things where we really want everything to kind of be in place and we want it to look good, you know. Have you ever been sitting around where you didn't expect any company coming over at all and you're just sitting there in your house watching TV and sitting in your filth and just, you know, just sitting there and you see the headlights and a car's pulling into your driveway and you quickly go, oh my God, you know, and you just, you run and you take in everything and you shove the, the old leftovers under the couch and everything like that. You wipe the kids' faces, you wipe your own face, you put the dog in the closet and all that kind of stuff and everything. And then you notice that the car is actually just turning around and you just think, why would I do that? But why do we do that? Why do we try to pretend that we are something that we're not? Why do we think that our life in its, all of its clutter... I mean, imagine, I just told that story and everyone was like, yeah, I understand that. So why can't we be in a world where we can just all say, you know, sometimes we have clutter and it's okay if somebody else other than ourselves sees that. I think this is the message that was, was given in this gospel here. We're, we're going through the book of Matthew right now, and Peter, James, and John were invited by Jesus. They, they were kind of like this inner circle. He said, hey guys, come, come with me for a second. And he takes them to this mountain. And while they're there, they see Jesus in a, in a way that they've never, ever seen Jesus before. Suddenly, it's like this bright light hits him, but it's not coming from anything other than him. It's like he is starting to glow. And then suddenly beside him, they see the greatest prophet, Elijah. And beside that, they see Moses, the creator of the law. So representing everything that, that the, the, the Jewish faith is based on are right there with Jesus. And standing up there, and they're witnessing this amazing thing of Jesus just having this conversation with them. Well, Peter freaks out. He's like, oh my God, you know, we've got to have, you know, things. This is the house, you know, they're everything. And he's like the people when the, the car pulls into the driveway. Suddenly he's, he's like, hide the treats, you know, get every, where's the dog? You know, make, make a face. And he says, I'll build something for you guys. I'll, I'll build a shelter or a tent. I'll build a tent for all three of you guys, you know, and all this stuff. This, this desert and all this kind of stuff. These mountains are just so dirty. I'll clean up and everything. And he's out there vacuuming. And, you know, just hold on just a second there. And while he's just freaking out. Out, this cloud just kind of separates their view from the disciples to, to Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. It's almost as if during the time that Peter is freaking out, it's almost as if God just went, shh, shh. You know, sometimes when we are so blah, you know, in our lives. We just think, we, oh, we got to do this and all, we got to do this and all that, then we have to do this and I have to represent myself this way and all this kind of stuff. That's when God's just going, shh, just quiet down a second. Take a minute. Take a, take a pause. 
And God says to him, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Now that's real important. Okay? In the, in the string of events here, we have the disciples witnessing this holy mystery, this, this thing that they've never seen before. This cloud appears. They're freaking out. They're thinking that they have to re- represent in some way. They have to clean things up. They have to build these structures. They have to do whatever it can so that they look good. And that's when God says, shh, listen, listen to Jesus. So you think, okay, what is Jesus going to say? Right? Oftentimes when we represent and we think, you know, if somebody were to say, you know, hey, you know, Jesus is coming, we, we, we would be like Peter a little bit, wouldn't we? We would be like, I've got to get things in order. I have got to get things in order. I hope he didn't see what I did yesterday, you know, and just all that kind of stuff. Hide this and hide that and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, just I have to represent myself as this person and all of this kind of stuff. We would be like Peter. Do you hear the shh when you do that? Anxiety and worry and trying to represent ourselves in the perfect way can be disabilitating. That's when God says, shh, just listen. So Peter stops what he's doing. He's probably feeling like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm just an idiot. Here I am again. You know, last time I said that I was going to, you know, fight people for Jesus. And the the one time I said that he was the Messiah, I got that right. But now here I am trying to build a tent out of what? I'm in the desert. There's not even wood here. And here I am trying to build all this stuff. And I just got shushed by God, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so they're sitting there just kind of worried about this because they can't see what's going on. And so suddenly the clouds part and they just fall to their knees. It's kind of like that old holy night, fall on your knees. That's my favorite part of that song. Because there's times when you are so worried and you're so just at your wit's end that when you feel the presence of God, you have nothing to do but just fall. And that's what they did. All of them fell. Place planted on the ground. Peter... Now, I, I love to put myself in the position of the, the people that I'm reading about. And Peter's one of them I can identify with because Peter does a lot of stuff, that, you know, action first, think later. He puts his foot in his mouth, all this kind of stuff. And you know that he's, he's a worrier. He's, he's trying to represent something that he's not. Just a second ago, he was trying to be brave in front of Jesus. And Jesus knows that he's not as brave as he says he is. He knows that there's going to be a time when Peter actually runs away. And Peter's there just sitting there thinking, I just did it again. I, did, I put my foot in my mouth. I was shushed by God. And the next thing he feels is a hand on his shoulder. And it's Jesus. Now remember, God just said, Listen to him. This is that moment. Peter is at a loss. He thinks he's failed. He's not represented the way that he was. He just saw 
three of the most holy people. What is Jesus going to say? Jesus touches him on the shoulder and says, Peter, get up. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's what God said to listen to. God didn't say, build an altar, build a temple, put it this way, get your stuff in order. You're going to be scolded by this. Boy, is Jesus going to let you have it. He said, listen to my son. And what his son said was, come on, just get up and don't be afraid. What Jesus was saying in that moment is pivotal to the way that we act as Christians today. We think that we are supposed to be this way. You know, I wasn't raised in a church myself. I I had a little bit of, uh, you know, flirtations with it, but uh, I didn't start attending church until way into my uh, probably 30s, which was a long time ago. (laughs) But it's, uh, I, I didn't know church. And so I always saw church people as like in this higher realm of perfect people, people that didn't do anything wrong, you know. And when I first started experimenting with uh, faith, I went into one of those Christian bookstores, you know, and I tried to act as holy as I could because I was like among Christians, you know, and I would say, hello, good day to you and all this kind of stuff, you know, and they would look at me like, you know, security is watching you because you're a weirdo. But um, it took me a while before I realized that what we're called as Christians is we're called as ourselves. Jesus went to the three disciples, Peter, John, James, and he said, come with me. He didn't say, straighten up. He didn't say, you have to wear this outfit. You have to to walk in this line, and you have to do this. He said, no, just, just come with me. I want you to see something. I want you to experience something really holy. But what they didn't understand is what Jesus was saying, I want you to come as you are. I'm inviting you to this because I love you as you are. Peter struggled with that throughout his entire ministry. He he thought that to be a Christ follower meant that you had to be something else. We feel like we have to be something else all the time. When people come into our house, we want it to be in a way that makes it look like we've never lived there. We want it to look sterile. We want, you know, our kids and our dog to march in a straight line. You know, I always like to put like a book that I've never read on the, you know, the table that looks really smart. You know, I have a chess set that we have on the coffee table. And I just, you know, when people come over, I just like, you know, I, I, I do that sometimes, you know, just, you know. We want to represent this person that does not exist. And that's what Christ is telling us in this message. Did it just get tall in here? 
That's what I thought. There he goes. Every camera is going to be blocked. Just walk on by. Just wow. That guy is so tall. <laughs> I, Julianne, you need to stand next to him someday. <laughs> no, it would be like, you know, and then I could stand in the middle. It would be like stair steps going up, you know. Every one of us, we're short, we're tall, we're thin, we're heavy, we're gray-haired, no-haired. We're exactly who we are. We are exactly who God loves. That is the problem with Christianity today. Because we fail at that message every single time. We keep saying, you are the scum of the earth until Jesus comes and puts his hand on you and then you become something holy, taller. When Christ is saying to Peter, James, and John at that time, come and see this. Come as you are. Exactly as you are. That, that doesn't mean that who we are today doesn't improve and get better. Since I started following Christ, I am a better person today than I ever was. There are things that have changed about me. But it started because of that acceptance of who I was. We keep trying to vacuum through our lives, clean up the clutter. And Christ says, hey, come exactly as you are. So what is the criteria of following Jesus? Well, let's look, let's look at the story that was the, 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 the conversation that they were having on their way down from the mountain. Peter was, you know, raised uh, Jewish. He knew about the, the, the prophecies and everything like that. And Elijah was supposed to come back and talk about the coming of the Messiah. And he said, wasn't that supposed to happen? And Jesus said, you know, it did happen. And he points out John the Baptist. John the Baptist, who was the one that told everybody about the coming of, of, of Christ. John the Baptist, who was beheaded. There's a lesson in this whole story here. Jesus calls the disciples as they are to come. They try to be something that they're not. God quiets them down and says, listen to Jesus. Jesus says, have no fear. And then he tells the story about how John was treated. If we put this all together, the message is to be ourselves and also accept others as themselves. Elijah came back in the form of John the Baptist and was not received very well. The one thing that Jesus points out is the acceptance of other people. That's, that's why we have the thing that you guys talked about this morning. Our mission here in this church is to love God, to love yourself, to love your neighbor. Today. That means they, you can love God today as God is. You can love yourself today as you are. As you are. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to build a shelter. You don't have to create an elaborate thing. You don't have to kick things under their carpet. God knows your clutter. 
He knows your mess. And God loves you exactly as you are. And the message with John the Baptist that was said is a message to us that we're supposed to love our neighbor exactly as they are. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, help us understand that the message is quite simple. When we are in our chaos, when we are in our worry, when we are in our anxiety, our struggle, trying to be somebody that we're not, help us to just just throw that, that cloud in front of us and help us to listen to you. Help us hear you say, shh, shh. Listen to Jesus. Just listen to Jesus. And help us hear Jesus say, Don't be afraid. I love you. In Jesus' name, let us hear that. Amen.